0: Welcome to the Data Vites podcast by Women in Data, where we give you your weekly bite-sized dose of career development advice, industry case studies, and career stories to help you excel in your data career. Today, I am joined by not only one guest, but three amazing ladies, and these ladies are the designers and the creators behind Women in Data's first membership NFT. Diane Ortiz-McLeod is a data scientist and artesian working in global predictive supply chain analytics. Christina Carlos is the founder of Mini Ninja Multimedia, where she works on commissioned art pieces. And last but not least, Tressa Rivers is a former graphic artist, fashion designer, who is in the process of transitioning her career into data and tech world. Each of these women are Women in Data members and they have continually inspired me by their technical work, their creative work, but most importantly, their passion and dedication and curiosity to learn something new and to create. I know that I have continually been inspired by them and their work, and I hope that this conversation brings a short glimpse into all the care and the beautiful story behind each of these people who created the beautiful Women in Data membership NFT. So today I am joined with three really amazing guests and we were just chatting before the show that this is actually my first time interviewing three people, so I'm really excited for this interview because one interview is great but now we have the power of three which is just incredible and i can't speak highly enough of these three ladies and what they have done in creating the visionaries art collection women in data's first nft collection uh, because it really is truly inspiring and i think That's the unfortunate part of a podcast is you can't see the artwork, but don't worry, we will link everything in the show notes so you can go and take a look at um, the beautiful artwork these ladies have created. But more importantly, I wanted to have a chat with them today because for a lot of them, this was your first time working as a team to create a piece of art maybe creating digital art definitely i know for everyone it was creating NFT art for the first time and so within the women in data community like a big portion of what we do is encouraging people to try new things to stay curious to learn new things to keep growing and to connect with others and i can't think of any better example of this than the three of you and what you were able to accomplish with this project so To kick things off, um, I would like to just first say one thank you for doing this, and then also just go through and give a brief introduction each yourself so that people can identify which name goes with which voice. So, Diane, would you want to kick us off first?
1: Yeah, for sure. Thank you. So, hello, my name is Diane Ortiz-McLeod. I'm a data scientist and... Artist. As a data scientist, I work in global predictive analytics, specifically in sp- the supply chain. And as an artist, mostly I make jewelry, but I love trying out most any craft.
2: Uh, hi. Um, yeah, thank you for having us on. Um, my name is Tressa Rivers, and I am actively working to transition into the career of data and tech, um, coming from fashion, design, and graphic artist
3: background. Hello. So I'm actually not in data at all. I'm just, not just, I am a multimedia artist freelance right now. And um, I actually am very excited to be part of this. So thank you for having me.
0: Well, thanks for being here. And I love the brief intros because it just shows the diversity of where everyone's at, right? I'm not in data and don't want to maybe be in data. <laughs> I don't know, Christina, if we'll change your mind later on. I'm transitioning and I'm already working into data. So it's great to see things like art bringing us all together. Um, but to kick things off, I, I would love to know what inspired you to be just a part of this project in general. So maybe Tressa, we can start with you. And then go on to Christina and Diane.
2: Um, yeah, I, um, I feel like for a while, um, I had been like dancing around, like the periphery of like tokenized access, like NFT space. Um, more so like curious about the idea of like computer generated art, like using an algorithm to kind of create the art and, and so. With that being said, I thought that uh, the, you know, the union of of blockchain and imagery to give people access to to specific things was, I don't know, something that I feel like is a good use of blockchain. Um, so when the opportunity to volunteer came about, I was really excited because it kind of like satisfies several of those curiosities I had. Um, so yeah. And, and an opportunity to put um, my skills to use uh, for a really good organization. So I was really excited about it.
0: And what about you, Christina? Um,
3: Yeah, so I was actually uh, very interested in NFTs. They were becoming very popular on the news. And as an artist, you know, it showcases um, artists as they are now. So um, I was very interested in learning it um my cousin is actually uh my cousin and my best friend they're both the same person but um she actually is part of women in data and she was very uh adamant about me joining so i was a little like you know i i didn't really think too much about it but she's like you know why don't you just try it so i was like all right let's do it so um and here i am (laughs) so just learning about nfts and it's very interesting actually so yeah.
0: And I'm glad you're here. And, Dan, what about you?
1: I guess similar to Christine and Tressa, I had this interest in NFTs, but I never really been in the NFT world at all. Um, I also have some background being part of collaborative art projects, but it's always... Um, locally, like with people face-to-face, and then hand maybe murals, for example, like pen, pen and paper. Um, so yeah, I was really interested to develop the skill of learning how to do digital art and then creating an NFT. And then also, since joining Women in Data about two years ago, have loved the different avenues of volunteer, networking, conferences, that sort of thing. So it was just another another activity that I was eager to be a part of.
0: So one of the common things I hear from all of your inspiration to join this group, project was first there was like a curiosity of like I'm curious about this space and then there was like this openness to want to learn more and so I'm interested to dive a little bit more in like you wanted to learn more but like what did you actually learn in this project was like what you were expecting to learn was it different and what were some of the takeaways from your learning so Christina you want to start us off in terms of what you learned going through this project
3: yeah absolutely so um what i learned mostly was to work in a group creatively um i've mostly been working on my own most of the time or with like one partner but with a multiple group or like mul- like multiple people it was very interesting trying to bounce off ideas from everybody um but it the end result was wonderful um also just actual digital art i've been you know uh working it a little bit here and there but i've never actually um work too much with digital art. So it was very fun to learn how to do digital layering and um, and especially trying to figure out the generator and uh, putting everything in properly and um, getting all those multiple images from just a few that we created. So that was my takeaway from that.
1: Dan, what about you? I guess at the start, envisioning myself creating an NFT with a group of women was so abstract. I was like, I don't know barely what an NFT is, how to get one up and running. I'm also not super skilled in uh, digital art. Like I said, I'm mostly practiced in in uh, handwork. I don't know how to say it. analog, would it be? Um, Yeah. So it was very abstract idea of like, will this even become a thing at all? And and we did make a thing and we made 2000 of them. Um, So I thought it was, I was really kind of surprised and blown away at the fact that we did it. (laughs) Um, What else did I learn? I don't know, just maybe some like collaborative things and how to make art with strangers who are now friends.
0: I love that. And I love the fact that you said like, are we gonna do the thing? And I think all of us in this project had moments of like, is this gonna come together, right? Because the for the listeners, the process of how you build these pieces to be able to do over 2000 or 5,000 pieces, you create each individual layer independently, right? So the face, is one portion, the lips, the eyes, the hair, all the accessories are all independent. And then you throw them into this generator and it kind of matches them all together. So that's a very scary process to go through. And anyone who's ever created art before No, so you don't just kind of leave it up to random chance to generate your pieces to go together. Since day one, there was just a lot of faith overall in the process. But then there's faith of like, I'm working with people who I've never met before doing something I've never done. Like, is this going to work out? But I think the thing that was like so inspiring to me is, no pun intended with the visionaries, but like the vision all of you had for what this could be. And so that is really what made this come together is like, no, we have a vision for what this should look like. And I know even Tressa pushed back on me sometimes and was like, I don't know if this is going to work. And I was so happy she did because it even turned out even better. And I think that's such a good takeaway that you mentioned, Diane, is just like having that vision, even when you're like, I don't know if this is going to work out. So Tressa, what about you? Any any key takeaways from this experience that you learned on the project?
2: Um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, But first, I want to just like highlight and underline that how to make art with strangers because I that are now friends. But I, you know, I just feel like that could be like a whole nother podcast in itself. (laughs) Um, What did I learn? Um, So, my background, I've been, you know, working with layered art specifically in Adobe for um, 10 years and So I I knew that that process would be easy, Um, but I feel like the whole um, embarking on an NFT project was new territory and the, I mean, obviously it was new territory, Um, but the idea of organizing it, which is really tricky in itself, and then trusting the process. Like, I feel like there are so many times where, you just like you're generating like each person is kind of generating a different entity and like for the project. And then all of a sudden like you're, you you plug it in and hoping like what comes out is going to look great. Um, So I feel like there was um, a degree of learning how to trust the process that kind of like, I I feel like I have to keep coming back to kind of feel like it's a little bit of imposter syndrome in there. Like, I guess, um, you know, like just feeling insecure about your own experience and then your own art. I feel like there's a lot of emotion that's kind of tied into art. um, And maybe that's where a little bit of imposter and insecurity comes in. Um, And which is learning how to trust the process was was really, really, um, it was straining and valuable, Um, but that's what I learned.
0: Those are some really big learnings. I mean, dealing with imposter syndrome, trusting the process. I mean, these are things that I think apply whether you're working on art or in a data career. Like, these are all things we're dealing with on a daily basis. But I want to also circle back a little bit to something you both mentioned of like people you didn't know became friends. Who you guys, have, everyone worked on this project virtually in multiple time zones. And I wanna know a little bit more of like how did that happen and is there like a key takeaway we can learn? Because all of us are striving for more connection, right? Wanna know ways that we can network. And you found somehow working on a project with people allowed you to not only connect with them but I'm guessing now everyone is friends on this project. Like, is there some magic secret sauce we all need to do more of so that we can connect with people and develop deeper friendships because of this? And I'll just leave this open to the audience.
3: Well, I think so. Like, it's really, you just need to be open, you know? It's just like, um, don't have like uh, any kind of a concept, like how things are gonna turn out, just, be open and, you know, uh, like understanding of everybody and, you know, be ready to try anything really.
2: (laughs) Diane, just. I I think. um, Oh yeah. Sorry. Um, Yeah. I would just say, you know, it's easy to find community in like-minded individuals who are excited and passionate about things. And, Diane, Christina, Sadie, you you guys are all um, very passionate and creative individuals. So it's kind of, it's easy, it's easy to get excited around a community that is also excited. So I think that that, um, that was easy for me to enjoy working with all of you because everybody enjoyed working together.
1: Yeah, I agree. It also comes to priorities thing. Like I was super passionate about this and I'm also super passionate about a number of other things and kind of had to drop the ball on, um, um, for example, a data visualization course I was taking. I had to kind of put that on pause because I wanted my focus and attention to be on this project because I was passionate about it. I was with a group of people that was pa- that were passionate about it. And so it really just made the work worth doing and... Yeah, there was there was quite a bit of time we put into it, but definitely enjoyable time and definitely some big learnings along the way. And um, Tessa me- mentioned about uh, what was it, imposter syndrome, and I read uh, an article. Maybe it was a couple years back, but it was it came at a good time uh, when I was new to tech as a woman, and it was in the Harvard Harvard Business Review, and it was talking about imposter syndrome and how um, people who feel imposter syndrome are often people in like uh, minorities so whether it be like a woman in business or a woman in tech or people of color for example and um, it's not to say about like our ability in the field it's more to say about the support that's that's like there for us where we don't see too many women in tech and we also don't see too many women making NFTs. So I'm really glad we're able to, to work on it together and push through that imposter syndrome. That was great.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Or even, even women represented in, I I know that there are very um, specific women NFT projects, but they are paltry compared to, to the amount of like male, epitomized images. And, and I, I felt like that, you know, hopefully the visionaries will help inspire women to remove imposter syndrome from their psyche. Yeah.
0: So talking about inspiration, like what is some of the, the things that you hope people feel when they see the artwork, or maybe even some of the outcomes that happen when people see this, because regardless of it being an NFT or not, like, stand alone, it's still a piece of art. And art can awaken parts of our souls that we didn't even know existed, right? There, there's been so many times where I've seen a piece of art and I've been brought to tears of either sadness or joy, that there's deep parts of my soul that that visual representation can awaken. So we'll start with you, Christina. What what are some of the things you hope people feel after seeing some of this artwork?
3: Yeah. So. Um... Basically, is mostly what I hope they feel about any kind of art that um, either I create or, you know, us in general, um, is to feel inspired. You know, like I hope that they just any kind of feeling that will just try to push them to uh, do something um, that they've never done before or anything like that, just to feel creative um, and, you know, have some kind of like takeaway from it. Whether it's you know anything good, generally,
1: <laughs> Diane. Um, yeah, some sort of belonging and hope. the The name that we chose really encompasses this, this desire of mine that if someone's taking a look at our NFTs, they feel belonging, they feel hope, um, and it's kind of a vision for for women in data, women in tech. Um what else? I think we also did a great job of incorporating fun colors and patterns and funky designs. So hopefully there's some joy that, that that brings.
0: I love it. Yeah, one of the things that I was really just impressed by was also just like your cultural awareness too. I know there was a lot of research and looking at different cultures and making sure that like a global representation was represented. Um, and then along with the funky designs to make it fun and I love what you said there Diane of sparking some joy so um Tressa, what about you what do you hope that people take away when they see this artwork?
2: yeah, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on uh, one of the things that Diane said good vibes, you know good energy um, and and Christina, you said it too. Um, Feel good, um, yeah. Feel good, inclusive energy. Like if if you are are you know tangoing with the imposter syndrome, possibly you know flip through the NFT visionaries that are available to you, and, and you can you know feel inspired and and not like exist with that negative feeling because um, I think. A lot of times, even, and you know, to the point that Diane was talking about in the article that she had mentioned, like imposter syndrome is something that is you know usually found in people who don't feel included in something, usually outliers or minority groups or um, you know people on the outskirts. Um, hopefully, if anybody is feeling that way about entering data or the tech industry, hopefully that this can be something that inspires them to, to, you know, grit their teeth and tell that imposter syndrome to shut up and, and move forward. Um, Cause yeah, life happens when you step out of your comfort zone kind of thing. <laughs> Have a rainbow. Yeah.
0: Well, I can already tell you that your wish has come true because of, for all the listeners i got a sneak peek at the artwork and he saved it on my phone and whenever i was sad or anything i would take a look at this artwork and be so inspired and brought to joy so your wish and your hope for what people feel is already happening because i use it all the time i'm like look at this and then i share like you want to sneak peek on my phone and share with other people so i can't wait to share this now with the world so that we can spread that happiness and that inclusion and more importantly that feeling of belonging so But most importantly, one of the things that I think all three of you really represent is just, like, breaking barriers of trying new things, going into this unknown space and creating by, like, finding connection with others. And so I'd love to know if you have any advice for individuals who either want to start something new that they're curious about but are maybe a little afraid – And or if they're in the midst of it and they're at some of those low points, which I know there were some low points on this project of like if we're gonna make it, like how do you rise above that fear to carry through and to create something? So Dan, let's go ahead and start with you.
1: Yeah, sure. For me it's that courage of finding support and asking others for help and I think we all did it with this project, where we found support in each other. At least I did, and finding people with similar goals, which I think we also did, and then going from there. Um, maybe it can be a little nerve wracking to to take the take the step and and seek a support network, but I'm really glad I did. And one example for me was maybe. A couple years back when I first joined Women in Data as a newbie in tech, having been the only uh, one of the only women on my team that was a data scientist. And then also realizing I don't know any other data scientists besides the people on my team. So taking that step and finding different organizations, one of them being Women in Data and networking at conferences, that sort of thing, it takes a little bit of uh, courage and kind of like pushing myself, but I'm typically usually glad that I do.
2: What about you, Tressa? I, you know, I wish I had like really beautiful words to, to put like to this question. Um, but I feel like it's just kind of like grit. You know, you, if, if there's something that you want to do, it's not like reading a book that you're not enjoying. If you're reading a book that you're not enjoying, close the book, put it down, pick up another book. There you go. I feel like if this is something that you really want to accomplish, then the only solution is to push through it. If you're feeling like fear, uncertainty, doubt, Fudd, fudding. you know, if you're feeling that, I mean, definitely seek support, like Diane was saying. Um, and I, I feel like, take ownership. You know, like, this is something you wanna do. Grit your teeth, get through the fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And I, I, I know that that um, probably doesn't sound very sensitive, um, and Given more time, I can make it sound sensitive. Uh, maybe somebody else can throw some flowery words at it. Um, but I, I feel like we all chart our own paths. And if this is something somebody wants to accomplish, grit is required. And the path may, may deviate, and that's just part of the, the, the action that the person is putting towards their goal. It's okay if it deviates, but as long as a person is actively taking steps to accomplish something that they want to accomplish, I feel that that is, that's the recipe for success. I don't know. I think I'm still working on that success part, but.
0: Well, it will come, especially if you have that grid. I,
2: I love to use the term
0: resilience. It's talking about the same thing, right? Maybe a little softer version of it, but I you know, it's, I don't think we need to put flowers on it because it's the truth of what needs to happen sometimes to be able to get through those difficult times. And Christina, what about you? I know you have taken a big leap in starting your own business and diving in and fully committing to like your passion of art, which I'm sure has tons of highs and lows along the journey. Any advice for individuals who are starting something new that they've never done before? Um, or facing a challenge in a current new project or endeavor?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So um, my advice is take the leap. Um, yeah, fear. everyone's going to be afraid. Um, that's going to be, you know, that's a natural thing. And, you know, just push through it. If you really want something, just go ahead and go through it. You're going to have fear. You're going to have anxiety. But once you get to that point where you know you feel like you know what you're doing, that you know that's what you want to do, you can have that big sigh of relief and like, you know what? I did this. It might not be the easiest road to get there, but at least you you started. No matter the outcome, just start. That's where, you know, the, the best way to get anywhere.
0: Beautiful advice, ladies. Well, thank you again. I cannot wait for for others to see this beautiful artwork you've created and continue to inspire thousands of people through the Visionaries collection. Um, it's truly remarkable what you've done and your stories are inspirational. Um, I really believe you are the visionary. So thank you for leading the way by creating that vision of what the future is. I know we always do some rapid fire questions on this episode, but given that we have three guests, I'm going to cut down some of the rapid-fire questions, but we do not want to miss out on these rapid-fire questions. So I'm going to surprise each of you in terms of what are the rapid-fire questions. Um, and let's start off with happiness. So happiness is, and I'll shoot it over to Diane.
1: Mm-hmm. A state of mind for me. It's a state of mind.
3: And Christina? Um, happiness for me is, it's hard to see, but easy to feel. So, you know, open yourself up to feel happiness.
2: Tressa, I like that. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say happiness is a practice in gratitude. Practice gratitude, feel happy.
0: Um, are, are you guys all sages or what is going on here because <laughs> <laughs> just like you're dropping some wisdom with the first rapid fire questions this is awesome okay we'll light it up in the next five years i hope to let's go ahead and start with you Tressa.
2: in the next five years i hope to be developing products that support women working with data or anyone working with data
3: i really don't know where i'll be in five years but i hope that i continue learning and to be inspired and just to to travel and see new things
1: traveling's the big one for me hopefully i've i've done a lot a lot more traveling within the next five years
0: and then last but not least as always to me curiosity is and christina we'll start
3: with you uh so for me uh curiosity is just being human. Every everyone's curious. So, it's whether you act upon it or not.
1: Yeah, that's a great answer. For me, along the same lines, that desire to learn and experience new things.
2: Um, yeah. I, I I feel like it curiosity is kind of like having a zest for an insatiability of like Following that blue link, like wanting to know more, having a hundred tabs open on your computer because you just each thing that you read leads to to another another learning opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps us up for our rapid fire questions. Again, ladies, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story. Thank you for inspiring thousands of people. Um, We will be sure to include any social links you have that you want to share in the show, show notes so that people can connect with you and can continue to follow your great work, along with links to the Visionaries collection. So everyone, be sure to go and take a peek at this amazing artwork and be inspired as I have been so many times viewing this. Um, but most importantly, thank you so much, ladies, for all your amazing work and tenacity and resilience and curiosity and creativity and the willingness to dive into the unknown and persevere. You truly are a visionary. So thank you. And thank you for sharing your story with us on the show today.
3: Glad to be here. <laughs> and thanks for being such a great team, too. You guys are wonderful.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Thank you for, for being continuous inspiration
0: everyone guys awesome well thanks for tuning in everyone remember to stay curious and creative and we will see you next time thanks everybody if you're looking for more resources to further your data career or find your tribe we encourage you to become a member at womenindata.org see you on the other
2: side